Penguins are in dire straits. Uh, Dubas painted a picture that he's close to selling, although he's going to let things play out a little bit here uh, b- between now and the deadline, March 8th. That clip was a, a answer to a question by Josh Yoey about c- going in the rebuild route, just stripping it down. And Dubas said, we can't rebuild. Our star players, our core players are too good. And he named the big three. And then he included Eric Carlson in there. And that's actually what I want to start with. The Carlson experiment, we're more than halfway through his first season here. He's on pace for only 60 points a year after he had over 100 points in San Jose and won the Norris Trophy. It's been a colossal disappointment. My question for you guys and everyone else is, I get it. It would be hard to move him, but... Why, why is he getting lumped in with the other three guys? They're all three-time Stanley Cup champions. I love the trade when it happened because we got rid of all our bad players for Eric Carlson. But as far as exploring ways to try to fix this and turn it around, I look at him more as a trade chip than someone who has to be here for the next few years. Am I nuts? I mean, that's what I loved about Jim Rutherford. If he made a bad deal, he would cut his losses and often quickly... And just come right out and flat out admit, hey, I effed up. I made a bad move. Hard My to move. bad, mea culpa. Hard to move Eric Carlson unless he wants to be moved. Well, that's what I would talk to him about, Chris. And what's to say Eric Carlson isn't going to go, you know what, no, it's been a bumpy first year, I admit. It's been a bad first year, I admit. I want to keep playing with Sidney Crosby, Evgeny Malkin, and Chris Letang. Do you think that that's an appealing thing right now? For him, I still think it is, yeah. Why? I still think he looks at the guy, the first guy I mentioned there, and says, that guy's as good as ever. This franchise has a history of winning. I be, I'm, be, I'm Eric Carlson. I'm not going to have this kind of year two years in a row. Our power play is not going to look like this two I don't know. He doesn't look like and sound like a guy that's having fun or necessarily enjoying his time here when he talks and when they play. Well, if you have a no-movement clause on the guy, a full no-movement clause like he's got, it just limits your return, too. I mean, I don't think the return matters. But if trading him is you're trying to fix what's wrong with the team, you're getting the salary off the books, but right. you want something in return. Also, what's to say Kyle Dubas should be trusted with all that salary off the books, given the Ryan Graves move and others that he's made? Well, that's another problem, separate from this. Okay, he's not going anywhere. He's as entrenched as Mike Sullivan is. So you're entrusting Kyle Dubas with maybe $11 million off no, the books. No, but I mean, that's just, but my point is, like, if, if that's your opinion... You, you move a guy and it creates cap space and you don't trust the GM, then any move we talk about is pointless if you think the GM's bad because you don't believe in him to turn it around or you don't believe in him to fix it, which would – I know, like, I'm admitting that I was wrong about Carlson. I thought he was going to be a huge – Have you given up on him fully? Team. But no, but I'm pretty – Chris, it doesn't look like it's going to work here for him. He's in his 30s. They're the oldest team in the NHL. I, I just I, – I don't, I don't see a fit. I don't think they let him play the way he wants to play. There seems to be some uh, d- disagreement there. Sullivan's saying we haven't unlocked him. Okay, when are you going to unlock him? When, when do you actually put key in lock and turn it with him? I mean, better now than never? I don't, I don't know. But, y- y- you know, you're saying what's Dubas going to do with all that cap space? That's a, whole, that's a whole different ball of wax. Like, I know you liked the Dubas hire, at least somewhat, right? I mean, you were not totally against it. He's, you've soured on him that much. No, Already? Did you like it or not? I don't remember what you liked. What you Dubis? thought of the Dubas hire. I was cynical because he did not have great success in Toronto. Well, he didn't I have was postseason d- success yeah, in Toronto. Yeah, that's what I define guys by. I was, I was dubious of Dubas. 
when that move got made. Andrew Starkey joining me on the show today. Um, I mean, I thought he was a good hire. I thought he was going to build a regular season contender, which is what you, you know, you've got to do if you're a Penguins general manager and then take your chances in the postseason with everybody at this current age. I'm not completely out on him yet, but it, it just is eye-opening that the younger players he was supposed to find to supplement his core pieces have dramatically underperformed, none more so than Graves, who's just a black hole on the blue line. Like, as bet you say, oh, Carlson's only on pace for 60 points. Their power plays a debacle. Expectations versus reality, he's been the worst. But Graves has been a worse actual hockey player. I understand he's that. He's a but void. If, but if you said to every NHL general manager, do you want Ryan Graves, the answer is emphatically no. He stinks. Eric Carlson is still one of the best offensive defensemen in the NHL. Sure, how many of the teams he's actually willing to go to are teams that would say yes on him? I don't know, but my point is, the point I'm trying to make here is, I don't, Dubas laid out the future of the team and included him with players that are iconic members of this team He's not one. He included him with with, with a group of untouchables. I agree with you. Those three guys are untouchables. He should not put him in that category. Sid's not getting traded ever, 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 ever. And because Sid wants to play with Malkin and Latang till he retires, those guys aren't going anywhere either. So the the die is cast on those three. What I'm taking exception with is is lumping in Eric Carlson with those three guys. He doesn't belong with them. He doesn't. And And, and and if you want to get younger either by hook or by crook, whether you think you can get a return for him because he's actually unhappy here and wishes he could go somewhere else and that <clears throat> that no-movement clause won't be as much of a problem or it's just getting the numbers off the books, the salary off the books, you can get younger getting rid of Eric Carlson. Well, that's, can do that. that's what I mean. Like We're talking about maybe realistic or feasible ways to help the Penguins turn this around and Mike Sullivan getting fired off the table for them. Uh admitting that the Eric Carlson thing was a mistake and possibly shopping him is off the table too. And I'm saying the same thing I said about Sullivan yesterday. I, I don't think he's the right coach for this team. I don't think Eric Carlson is the right fit for this team either. If you brought in a new – what's easier to do or what's more likely? Get rid of Eric Carlson, okay, in a deal, like you're saying. He's not untouchable. He gets dealt. Sullivan's still the coach. You get younger. Or – I know it's not possible. Get rid of Sullivan, bring in new coach who's more Eric Carlson friendly. What gets you a better I would want to see the latter more than the former. So would I. Okay. We already had our buddy Hoagie send that, but like this is where I guess that you and I are talking across purposes, which isn't always great for this business, but it's because I think we have two totally different approaches here. I just think that they are in, in a horrible spot as a franchise because they don't want to do the things or they don't know even what to do. They don't want to do the thing that we all agree now, I think, around town. There's There's gathering agreement is probably most necessary which is fire the damn coach because you've done that many times to great effect over the years they have basically paralyzed themselves they're just they're so beholden to what their own internal impressions of of each other are like around that building sully's a great coach all these guys are great core pieces they can't move and Duba like what Dubas said yesterday that sticks with me the most is just the, the unadulterated praise he was willing to heap on almost everybody other than Todd Reardon, who we know is dead man walking in his role right now. They, doesn't it read to you, in a sense, like their big move is really going to be find a new power play specialist on the assistant coaching uh, ranks 
and see if that person can essentially make the same basic core pieces work. They're going to make tweaks around it. They're going to move guys around in the offseason. And whoever they, they bring in to replace Gensel, if they that's don't resign him. If they don't resign him, they're going to find a way to, to take the $6 million you save there and turn it into fungible pieces. But don't you get the gathering sense that they are going to run this back largely the same next year with a new power play coach and hope that clicking at, say, 23% makes all the difference in the world for them. Well, it feels like they don't have a choice, Chris, because so many of the guys they have have no movement clauses, are uh, all-time great players with the organization. So the core nucleus of the team isn't changing. The coach isn't changing. The goalie isn't changing. So, yeah, I mean, the Rost isn't going anywhere. Raquel isn't going anywhere unless, you know, Dubas is able to be a miracle worker with their contracts. That's I, I, I wanted to bring up this Carlson point because I'm interested to hear how fans feel about how this has gone with him. And should there be should should, should there be um, motivation on their part to maybe just move on and say, yeah, I got it wrong. This was I, I was aggressive. I went for it. It didn't work. Let's try something different. Because what we've seen for the first 50-plus games this season is a lot like what we watched for the last 82 games last year and a lot of what we've seen for the last six years since we won our last Stanley Cup. I'm going to do it. So we took a swing. It didn't work. Let's just try to get the contract off the books and and give us some some, um, flexibility here to do something different. I guess I'm not motivated to to move him. I'm not motivated to move him yet for one reason. At his age, if he was a forward... Skating ability is a big thing. I'd say he's going to start slowing down. That which makes him so special is going to go away. Well, but he's at an age, he plays a position where I think you can be better longer into your career. I, I, I don't have like some highfalutin, thoroughly researched position on this that informs what I'm about to say. Eric Carlson's reputation up until this year is enough that I want to see at least one more year of it. But that just, don't take this personally, but that just seems to me like, like, more insanity stuff where you 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 have the same team and you expect different results over and over again. Well, they'll have a new power play coach. But but seriously though, I mean, what if if you don't do something like that, what changes? What, what what's the big move? I would try to make moves swapping Gensel it, yeah. out for a younger one. I would That's try to make. I would move. try to make moves on the on the periphery compared to the core. But I mean, I say it with minimal conviction because I realize there is no like case other than Eric Carlson's always been good. Shouldn't it be easier to call this a blip on the radar of his career than some sort of permanent downturn or some sort of sign that it's just never going to work here? I, I say it with, like I said, I say it with minimal conviction because I would be hypocritical if I, I rip the Steelers and say it's definition of insanity, you're going to run it back largely the same and expect different results. That's what I'm basically saying the Penguins would do. I guess the best thing I can say is I've seen this team win three cups, I've seen them win two in a row, and I at least get hope from that. Yeah, but that would have been like Leighton Roethlisberger's career saying I watched him win a Super Bowl a number of years ago, he can do it again. I mean, that's I know that's not how you felt. That's not really how I felt at the end either. Like, I applaud them for going after Carlson. I think hockey's a more random sport, though, too, than football. Like, way, I know you have to win way more games, obviously, in the I, postseason, but I think it's an inherently I, more random sport. Well, yeah, sport. but you know what's not random? We've seen teams like this kind of age out. I kind of feel like I'm watching the Blackhawks and the and not the Kings because they've bounced back. Well, no, they, but but no, feel, but they went in the toilet and had to rebuild. 
They did. You can say Blackhawks and Kings. They both did. Yeah, it might be happening here. I think what's what makes that very difficult to process is the main cog in this whole machine, the core of the core, is still every bit the guy he's always looked like. And it's very hard to accept the idea that they might actually be swirling and circling the drain here because Crosby still looks so That's why I'm saying instead of treating Eric Carlson like he's one of the other three guys, at least, I don't know, entertain the possibility of getting rid of him, giving yourself that cap space, and trying something radically different again this offseason and see if that bold move or crazy move works because this one didn't. And I don't think it's going to get better over the next three years with him.